Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. 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 Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Live to Tape, a.k.a. Hands on the Branch, a.k.a. the Executive Buffet, also known as the one-stop shop for Daddy's Big Red Truck, owned and operated and driven and maintained and uh, slept in by me, yourself, called this guy Johnny Pemberton also known as Kevin Tipcorn also known as Jason Pepperhouse also known as Old Dad's Ruddy Buckets also known as uh, I don't know anything you want to call me welcome to the podcast this is Live to Tape you can check us out wherever fine podcasts are available also please check me out on Twitch it's twitch.tv slash justmynipples that's Twitch. Dot TV slash Just My Nipples, and I'm streaming. Yes, He's sir. a wild man. You know that? Pretty much a couple times a week, and it's always a great time. Everyone has a really great time. It's fun. You can get involved in it. It's just it's just real slick. It's just That's just hot shit. You know what? Just real slick stuff right there. Today on the podcast, we have a, a wonderful... I just stopped. I stuttered there because I'm just like, what a guest. What a fucking get. Even the dog just now got up and shook her collar. She's like, who? You talking about? You talking about who I'm thinking I'm talking about? Yes. Today in the podcast, we have the one and only Brad Leone. Yes, He's sir. a wild man. Of It's Alive on YouTube, the uh, magnificent New York-based chef and culinary expert, Brad Leone. Uh, we talk about all kinds of great stuff, including sourdough bread. He hasn't been on the podcast for a while, so this is really exciting and a nice... Uh, man, what a wonderful... What a wonderful podcast this is with the one and only, the one, the one and only Brad Leone. Enjoy it. And also, if you want to uh, get more stuff in the podcast, check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash live the tape. That's patreon.com slash live the tape. Also, you can email the podcast if you really need to, want to, have to. Uh, you can send me beats or stuff like that, like music beats, not like, I don't know, not like physical growing in the ground beats. But that would be crazy. If you want to mail me beats, that would. I would accept that, but that's a uh, uh, live to tape podcast at gmail.com. That's live to tape podcast at gmail.com. Without any more talking about this, things I've just been talking about, here it is my wonderful conversation with the one and only Bradley O'Neill. Uh, Are they know. paying you? I wish they were. Are you kidding me? I'm fucking paying these assholes. I am not. They are not paying me. So I'm just joshing, Johnny. I know you are. I know you are. Okay. 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 I'm just okay. joshing, Johnny. Just Johnny and Josh. Just Josh and Johnny. That's the name of yeah. this fucking. Josh That's and Johnny. The name, of, name of the podcast. Josh and Johnny with bad with Brad L. Everybody. <laughs> Brad L's back, and he's Josh and Johnny from his, uh, his sunroom. Sun we got there. Yeah, man, it's a sunny room. We got some lights. Uh, you know, um, it's very my, nice. Uh, are you dismissing my answer? No, I'm. Like, I'm saying it's oh, very thought, nice. It says very oh, nice. Oh, I thought you were like, you know, like giving me the like wrap it up hook. No, no, I, I, I was giving you my cribs here. I, I love this room. It does really well. Um, it gets a lot of multi-directional sun, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a little heater in here, and we have a humidifier. It's just a nice place. I do my writing wow. in here. I work in here. Uh, I take uh, Zoom meetings uh, in here. Yeah. And uh, there's good air. I get really fired up and shit in here. So it's just nice. So even if it's nice and uh, – because you're in New Jersey right now, right? Yes, sir. Even if it's cold as hell outside, it's still nice and sunny and planting in that room, right? Oh, it's a cold one today too, but it's uh, – Really? Man, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's right around that freezing threshold. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I bring in – what's nice is I can bring in my, like, laurel bay leaf and my olive tree and my certain things that wouldn't do so well in a pot. Or necessarily yeah. out in this harsh northeast climate in general, um, I can bring them in here. And we have a, there's a little 
we got one of them old, you know, I don't know what you guys do for heat out there. I guess it's always freaking <laughs> warm and shit. shit for heat. Yeah, fuck yeah. out of here. Um, but down over here, man, and <clears throat> we got the, like the big, you know, the, the radio. The register. What do you what the, the register. The register, bro. Dude, you know, it's that thing you're talking about. It's called the register. Or was it a radiator? You got a radiator? <laughs> oh, so you say radiator or a radiator? No, there's there's a register and there's a radiator. <laughs> oh my god, you're acting like I'm fucking crazy here. I'm not oh. the crazy. Do you have a radiator? You know what a radiator yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah. So we got like a um, <laughs> it's a hot water, hot water steam kind of radiator. That's so it's a radiator, with, yeah. I don't know what goddamn typewriter is or whatever the hell you're talking about. A register. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of my friend like when I went to camp I only went to camp one time ever oh boy but I got made fun of like in a, in a, in a nice way but still made fun of by some guys because I mentioned the metric system so they, they gave me the nickname of metric well you were just smart and they were probably some jarheads you know I or maybe guess. jarheads the wrong term but like you can um, say jarhead can you anyway you yeah, can dude, hear because- you can say whatever you want here you can't hear, boy. No, you know, and like the metric system, I love. Uh, it's way more efficient. You were just a little bit. Oh ahead yeah. Of your, uh, you were a little bit ahead of your local times. I think I was a bit, but I got, I got roasted for it. But I, you know, I came back from it. I came back from the roasting. Fucking. So right. what you got there is a radiator. What we got here is a radiator. What yeah, you got, got here is a nice <laughs> radiator. Is the best heat, isn't it? It's the nicest, the uh, warmest heat. Right. It gets going. It's cozy. And it's like what they back in the day, it's what they used in like um, old northeast greenhouses. They would have these huge oh, really? radiators running through the uh, greenhouses and it would produce like a really nice microclimate in there. And like, you yeah. know, yeah. And then we have this little, I, you probably can't see it, but there's a little humidifier. I mean, humidifier. that's important, this fruit. humidifier. Yeah. It's just that you, we created a little microclimate in here. It's like a little, we bring things in sometimes that are doing not so well um outside uh we have a little uh like I, I do like a one week quarantine period in my we have a little uh unfinished basement we have a rent Christ. we rent a place and um there's a little unfinished basement so i'll bring my plants in there for the quarantine period of one week i let the critters run off if there's any bugs or oh. you know stuff like that i don't know yeah a quarantine for the plants yeah what'd you think i was talking about well, I don't know, because quarantine is a word you don't hear very often with plants these days. Usually, Well, like you, like... Johnny, I was ahead of my time, you know? <laughs> I was uh, quarantining my plants. Uh, no, you know, it's just something crazy I do for bringing to keep my the, plants. To get, like, the ants and crap off them. Is that the idea? Yeah, you know, because outside, all of a sudden I got moths and uh, I don't – there's all types yeah. of stuff outside, you know? It's wild. Even though, I'm in, even though I'm in uh, – you know, I live in Jersey City. Um, it is the Garden I, State. Yeah, man, you know, and, uh, you know, even though I'm in Jersey City, there's still, because I've created this little paradise in my little, you know, what was a dead zone of a backyard, uh, it's, it's became this little habitat. So we get all types of stuff back there, little fingery raccoons and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and skunks and possums, and we get praying mantises, and I've seen a toad back there. I don't know where he nice. came from. Maybe probably in the ground, right? Uh, don't yeah, don't yeah. they burrow? I think they burrow, don't they? Yeah, it was it was a burrowing toad. <laughs> a bur a burrowing toad. It's kind of toad that burrows. It's a burrowing toad. Yeah, it's a it's a burrowing toad. So how you been, Johnny? Pretty good, you know. I think uh, everyone's been not great, right? Obviously, it's not like the greatest of times, but I feel like uh, I've been making do. I've been making stuff work for me better. I mean, I feel like things right now are so much better than they were about like six months ago. You know, that was when stuff was like shitty because people were like, I don't know. It feels like I kind of settled in. How about you? Yeah, I guess my time frame is a little off. You know, I'd have to do so six months ago. I mean, when, was that right around, you know, right after COVID started to kick off? Or I guess it's like, it? like, like uh, May and June-ish, right? Okay, like six months okay. Ago? June, yeah, July, it's just, August, it's been, yeah, it probably. is wild, man. And, and you're right, it is hard times mm-hmm. um, and crazy times. And like, I, fortunate, you know, I mean, it's my family and myself have been, you know, uh, relatively, you know, healthy. So, I mean, everything yeah. else we can, de- we can deal with, you know. Is it kind of weird for you? Because like, if you're like a chef like yourself, it feels like, um, it kind of feels like right now, like in the past 
ever since the pandemic started, it's like amateur hour for all these people because everyone wants to fucking bake. Everyone wants to cook. Like all these places were sold out of so many cooking implements yeah. were sold out. And so is it weird for you where it's like, Hey, this is, this is, Hey, well, this is what I do. What do you guys, what do you guys, what is everyone doing messing around with my, this is my thing. No, is it, you know, it's like great. It's like a good thing where you're like, yeah, oh, man, you know, so cool. I'm sure, I'm sure some folks feel that way. Uh, for me, if anything, it was just annoying because like things weren't there, but like, I never saw it as like an egotistical approach where it's like, Oh, Oh, now you're into my band. I heard them first. Like I kind of <laughs> fucking hate people like that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, but like for like if more people are cooking at home and forcing them to understand food other than what they pick up at the supermarket, then like silver lining, you know, like uh, if, if people are going to get food more locally because the industrialized monster of a food system broke during this COVID pandemic, mm-hmm. then like silver lining in a way, you know, uh, I mean, is it careful what I say in a sense to where like a lot of people relied on that? Uh, yeah, you know, that that mass system. Um, but in, in a way, you know, it, it was it was making our food kind of dirty and ugly in a way. So like point being, um, you know, I I hope I think that we can. Build a, uh, we could build a better uh, food system moving forward. Yeah, it feels like a lot of people because I remember when it first started, you know, I've been gardening forever and I love gardening. I think I went to the garden store I go to all the time. They're like, for the first time and we've ever been open, which is like 45 years, they're like, we have a shortage of soil. Right. Because all the implement, because so many people are just going ham trying to garden and cook that it was like they've never seen anything like this before. And now, I mean, I guess, I guess it's great in a way, you know? Yeah. I got a question for you there, Johnny. Right. Go for do it. Do you think it'll be a little bit of a bubble? I mean, or. Like, do you think it's going to be, I mean, I guess that's a hard uh, question to answer because we don't know what COVID is in the foreseeable future. But like, say in, it goes back to some uh, sort of normalcy, there's a vaccine and people, you know, do you think a lot of these habits of cooking and and baking and gardening uh, will stick around or do you think it's, um, it'll be, uh, we'll lose a good chunk? I think it's going to be a bubble, like kind of like everything, you know, it's like the, I think some people like 20%, 30% of people will stick to it, but most people are going to be like, oh, this is, this is not working as easy as I thought it would be. Now I don't have to do it anymore. So, um, yeah, I like, I don't know myself. I don't know how it is out there. Uh, you know, but like out here, like, you know, people, it's like, you hear all these stories, people like, getting out of the city and going and trying to buy houses out in like, you know, yeah. outside the city in the countryside. And it's just like this crazy buying boom where people are just like throwing money around. Um, do you think some folks like in a year or something will be like, Oh shit. Like I actually, yeah. I want to move back to the city. This sucks. I think definitely. Yeah. Cause people are going to be, they're going to, cause I think the people who tend to do that type of thing, people would tend to be reactive one way are going to go back the other way they came just as quickly. Cause it's like when the tide switches. Yeah, because they started that being reactive in the first place. Like, oh my God, got to get out of here. We got to go someplace else. Quick, let's do whatever we can. Let's go fucking buy a place in the Hudson Valley. Get out of here. And then it's, and then you're up there and everything's done. Because in a, in a year or two from now, it's it's going to be, I mean, you know, cross fingers or whatever we want to say, but it feels like it's going to be pretty damn back to normal. I hope so, right? Some so, yeah. some sort of, you know, maybe a new some normal, sort of. whatever that is. Yeah, the new normal. The new norm. You haven't been into uh into BA in a while, huh? Is that totally shut down? No one's cooking in at the uh, at the office. Yeah, How's no, um, yeah, no. So it's all it's just kind of remote uh, or meeting on locations for like it's alive. Yeah. We just kind of go to uh, uh, we did like a composting episode, so we, like we met at the different facilities mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um. As far as like, as far as like the uh, you know the like, offices and the test kitchen and like One World Trade, like, dude, I don't. No one's been there since April. I mean, like, yeah, really? Wow, yeah, it's just crazy. been COVID shutdown. Like, yeah. all the shit. Like, I had a desk there on you know, one of the floors or whatever, and um, you know, I had a lot of stuff. You know, Johnny. Oh, I just thought like, about that. Oh my god, I, keep I had going. a lot, a lot of stuff. Like, you know, I and. I don't want to go bragging, but I had the coolest desk. You know, I had 
a rock that I got from a glacier and I had a, you know, a duck, <laughs> a duck tail, a duck uh, wing and just cool stuff that I've collected uh, you know, along the way. Um, and uh, all that stuff, everyone's stuff, they boxed up and uh, they put in like some storage thing. And I was like, Hey, I, you know, my stuff ain't just some bullshit stapler and some, you know, where's my shit. And uh, they oh, we, mailed... we threw that away. It was, well, it was trash, right? You want us to throw that away, huh? Yeah, we auctioned it. No, um, they, they, you know, no, they nicely actually did a very nice job. They uh, uh, packaged it up and, and sent it to me. But uh, yeah, so like to answer your question, yeah, not not really working in there. So like, but still, you know, but still working and doing um, and starting to do some more uh, more videos. And when you first mentioned your desk just now, I was thinking like, oh, holy shit. Brad's got a bunch of like kombucha mothers and oh, like they Misa, all this stuff. It's like taking over. It sounds like a horror movie. Like the whole place turns into like to Brad's like dungeon of bacteria. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's fun. You know, a lot of a lot of folks, you know, sent me some messages like that. You know, and, and it's it's. But yeah, the, the truth is, a lot of them that were there were pretty high in salt and rather stable, um, and probably okay. were just aging quite nicely. Uh, and you know, left because they had no choice. They threw some really, really beautiful things in the garbage. God, they throw the crock like away too, or just the inside of it? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, Johnny. Oh man, the crock and all. Ooh, you've heard of shock and, and me, all? Yeah, like, crock like and two all. and a half, two and a half year old miso. Oh, that's the sweet like, spot, isn't it? Well, it depends what you're looking for, but point being, it's two and a half years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, that's a lot of time. It's what I was looking up. for. Yeah, it's what I was looking for. Um, and I, you know, it just sucks that it's just like after like I, it was like almost like a little child. You know, like you wouldn't throw yeah. a child in the garbage, would you? you know? I would not. Are you asking? No, me, me neither, no. Johnny. I would so, never like, throw a child in the garbage. So that that hurt, where it was like I lost this old me, so that like I saw grow up from this wet paste. <laughs> You know, and then turned into like yeah. this dense mud, this dark clay of a miso, and then to have it just get like m murdered. Oh, shame! At it, least it's it just is, miso. It is pal, though. You know? It is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's just miso and not like a human. But <laughs> yeah. when you spend that much time on something and it gets destroyed, and you don't even get to to, to enjoy it, that's that does suck. I didn't even get to say goodbye, Johnny. You didn't even get to say goodbye. <laughs> I mean, it'd be one thing if you're like, okay, Brad, this has to go in the trash. You can say goodbye to it. Take a little spoon, maybe taste it, maybe save a spoonful of it, put it Just in give a jar. Just give it a kiss. Give it a kiss, a little miso kiss. I haven't, uh, I haven't had any miso in a while. I gotta, I gotta make some miso. Oh, Johnny, we gotta fix that. Yeah, you gotta make some. I've never made you know, it before. Oh, uh, it's pretty. I mean, there's some, there's some principles. There's some. Oh fuck. There's some I spilled my seltzer. There's some rules of thumb, uh, yeah. you know, some guidelines to it. But for the most part, relatively so, you know, relatively easy. Uh, you know, we can get you set up with that. And then, you know, it's the season of giving. Maybe uh, I have a batch that I made at my house. Um, maybe I'll send. Maybe I send you a little gift, bud. A little, Ooh. a little miso. Yeah. Hell yeah! I would love some some Leone miso for sure. Yeah, that'd be a nice have, one. Does it have a name? Like, do they have different names? Like. There's a few different styles of miso, right? But how does yeah, there's a, there's a bunch, and like I'm no expert by any means. Uh, uh, quite the opposite. Says um, the expert. No, well, yeah, well, no, it's, I'm I'm kind of, I'm, I'm going to strip that title. Uh, okay. As we speak, you know, I never liked that expert. You know, my I, in anything, you know, like I've experienced that when, like, you know, being a video host or something. All right, like. You're an expert of the like whoa 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 expert. I never claim to be an expert. In fact, I don't I don't really like that. You know, like what uh, someone who I, I I have passion for it and I have yeah. you know knowledge that maybe uh, some folks don't. But I guess that's a form of expertise. I don't. Maybe I should look have the word up. You ever heard of that thing called the Dunning Kruger effect? No. I think you're wait kind say of it again. The Dunning Kruger effect. No. I think you're exhibiting it right now. It's this thing where it says that people who know a lot about something tend to downplay their expertise because if you know a lot, you know how much you don't know. But people who aren't that knowledgeable tend to be like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at this. Like, you know, if, if, you, if you know a guy who's uh, like, yeah, I, I play a little guitar. That's always like the best guitar player. He you rips. Know, right? Yeah. 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 But someone who's like, yeah, I'm fucking great at guitar. You're like, 
uh, I don't know about that. Um, right, you know, it's always that case because I feel like people who are really knowledgeable in something like you know a lot about this stuff because you've been doing it for a long time. You experiment with it. You're always learning new things. I think if you're someone who's always learning new things, you tend to be like, oh, um, I'm still curious about this thing. So I'm not an expert. I'm just like, you know, trying to learn new things and testing stuff out. And so I think it tends to be a lot of times people who kind of shrug off the mantle of expert are the ones who are know the most because they're not willing to be like, oh yeah, I fucking know this shit. It's like, they're kind of like, well, you know, we don't know. It it could grow this way. It could grow that way. It's kind of like a, it's kind of up in the air. Like these mics are not bad, but the next thing you know, they're really fucking good kind of thing. I like that. You nailed it. And it is, I, I, in a way, in the sense that I I really like that whole, um, not, you know, where you don't know, or no, what would you say? Um, what you don't know, you don't know. Or you know what you don't know. Yeah. Or like you see like how much you don't know or whatever. You said it real Mm -hmm. quick, but it like, it was kind of like, it really kind of like triggered something for me. It was like, yeah. Like as you do educate yourself on certain things and make yourself those, those skill sets applicable to where I can actually use them and ferment things or make things you do open up. Each one of those things is also, if you choose to look hard, a bit of a rabbit right. hole, you know? Oh yeah. So, like, Cause it's just so much stuff to learn. Yeah. And especially, you know, when we're talking about fermentation and then like all of a sudden, like, listen, John, I didn't even go to college, you know, I'm sure you could guess that, but like <laughs> when you start dealing with fermentation and you're getting into, you know, like I need it's a microscope. I, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's microbiology and you know, and you're getting to the fabric of what life is. And uh, you know, I think it's awesome that it can be applied to, to your taste buds and to food and just everyday yeah. health. And then we get into gut health and it's just, it's just an awesome thing that happened for me organically. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just awesome. And because, because I didn't grow up, you know, Mr. Fermentation and my dad and my mom like had some root cellar, like that shit didn't happen. Like there was yeah. no, they didn't ferment shit. Like the sauerkraut they bought was like, you know, pasteurized in, in a fucking Comes jar. in a can. Yeah. Yeah, it was sour. That's about mm-hmm. it, you know. Um so like it's something I picked up later in life. Uh so I'm just a curious puppy too. I just might be a little bit further down the the scent trail than than most yeah. puppies. Did you read that stuff early on they said about COVID how uh they think that um stuff like cabbage and fermented mm. something in cabbage causes people to be much more resistant to the disease. I read that Johnny. Don't believe it. All right. There's a oh, lot no, of why? there's a lot of bad information out there. No, I'm just kidding. I okay. mean, it's it's overall. I mean, I'm not surprised by that at all. Uh, yeah, you know, I read that. There, I didn't think anything of it. It's like, of yeah, course, well, I mean, it's good I don't you. know the science behind it being directly directly related to a response in the COVID nineteen virus, but. Right. What we do know about COVID is that you have a better chance of living if you fucking take care of yourself. And uh-huh. what we do know about fermented vegetables and foods is that it's related to gut health, which is directly related to your health. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, eating sauerkraut or kimchi or whatever it is, drinking your kombuchas or whatever, um, a few times a day, a few times a week, I bet you it will help you be. I bet you it will help you in a numbers game be healthier against COVID. Yeah. Have you been doing anything at home? Like any uh, cool experiments as far as like, cause like you said, you had to throw out all that stuff at, at, at the test kitchen. So Bastards. you must've, you must've started, I won't bring it up again. You must've started making some bunch of stuff at home, right? Well, you know, I went through my phases. <clears throat> you know, I, I went through my, like everybody else, you know, uh, I went through the big sourdough bread. Oh, you, you did know, actually, some... you had an actual sourdough bread phase? Oh, big time. Um, My sister's in it right now. My sister's big time in it. She sent me a picture. Four Um, loaves. Yeah. So like, you know, it's something I've dabbled with a bunch and I've made very successfully in the past, but like I had the time and like the interest where I like broke it down. It's like riding a bike now. I can make a very particular type of sourdough. Like the only thing I need is just the scale. There's no recipes. We're just like, it's time and intuition and just, and just going off of what it looks like. Um, and it's working 
really, really, really phenomenally. Um, and I use it for pizzas and, and just understanding wow. different properties of auto leaves and hydration and, and flower types and how each of those different percentages react differently with water and how spelt doesn't want to hydrate like fucking double zero does. You know what I mean? Like, again, back to what yeah. we said, eh, one, one thing, you know, it's one thing I love to say is like, it's easy. Like bread's a perfect example. Wine's a perfect example. Easy to make. It's hard to make well. Right. And yeah. like, it's when like, it's like you can it's you can go down that rabbit hole if you want. It's like bread, it's everywhere. It's in fucking bodegas, it's at bar tartine, and they're both very different. But if you look at them with the microscope and you go down that rabbit hole, like these simple things tend to be like, you know, not so simple. So what makes the sourdough what makes great sourdough great? Um well, you know, that's a fucking question, Johnny. Um, great sourdough, great. I would have to say it starts with, well, like any recipe or food or, you know, or anything. that I, Especially ones that have very few ingredients. Getting the best ingredients is going to make a noticeable difference. Right? So like right? the so water is like, really important and like the, uh, the flour is really important? Yeah. So the water, that's a rabbit hole. I, yeah, I'm sure the pH and the mineral contents and certain things uh, certainly can make uh, uh, micro differences for sure. Um, but yeah, the, but the flour is big time, right? Um, and your yeast and, and just your starter. So like each one of those is its own little rabbit hole. Um, so yeah, getting really good ingredients and then, yeah, man, bread's a fuck. That's a tough one because it's like... <laughs> You could spend yeah. a lifetime like going back to like being an expert, you know, like, like being I'm an a baker. expert at making, at making the bread that I make at my house. But like in right. the world of breads, I'm still a fucking apprentice, you know, mm-hmm. people spend their lifetime making bread and die and, and certainly don't know how to know it all. Is sourdough like an older form of bread than other types of bread, you know? Yeah, I reckon so, man. You know, it's just... um. It's you're taking a yeast that is a wild. So like it probably like most cool things in the food world, it probably happened by accident, right? Like right, where some flour and some water was left out, and then while and then yeast in the air, you know, it happened. It just started to ferment and bubble and get weird. How you know how long it took for someone to knead it and get gluten structure and and you know yeah. and and bake it and eat it like you know who was the first person that ate an oyster you know i don't you know you got, it's just like how, how shit happens is kind of cool um yeah yeah that's yeah because i just i've been eating a lot of sourdough lately and i always think like this is it tastes so much better than other bread there's something about it like i've been making these turkey sandwiches turkey <laughs> smoked turkey provolone uh, dill pickle slices and some dijon mustard on a lightly toasted sourdough Ooh. and i'm like this is like the best sandwich i've ever had it's oh, yeah. so simple i'm like what's going on here it's not like a, a complicated sandwich it's not like an especially nice sandwich sure. but something about the sourdough mixes with those and makes like this yep oh, it's so good heavenly well, Johnny, it's no secret when it comes to the sandwich game or the sandwich business or whatever the fuck you want to call it, the, the bread is, you know, 67% yeah. of the battle, right? You said you 67 know, or sit or 60 to 70? I said 67. 67. Okay. Yeah. That's a good number. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, right, but like it's, 67% it's, sandwiches. Yeah, you know, because it is, it's such a big experience of, of the sandwich. Yeah. Like, yes, you need everything else to be on point. But like if the bread sucks, I don't care how good the turkey is. Like you might as well, I'm taking the bread off and I'm eating fucking cold cuts with my hands, you know, like yeah. you need the bread to be a home run. And I, you know, you know me sandwiches I've eaten where the bread was a home run, but like the filling was like, eh, but you're like, fuck yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's the bread, like bread is good, man. Bread is so good. So good. So like with the sourdough ones, I, what, what, why I think you're having such a nice experience and what I, why, why I enjoy sourdough so much is um, 
you know, and this is all, you know, FDA not approved and very all uh, speculative on my end, you know. Uh, but like I think in that for I do a long fermentation with good grains and good water. I think you break it down better, you know, and it's more bioavailable yeah. as a bread. And I also think there is a little bit like you get a little bit better of a Maillard reaction. I don't introduce sugar, but there's, you know, different things happen, amino acids and its own, and sugars, its own sugars in that. Where when it toasts, it gets that nice little Maillard reaction. We get a nice little flavor on that bread, and then what you get that, that natural. What's uh, a Maillard a, reaction? You gotta go and go and Google that one on your own time, Johnny. But no um, way, you're not gonna tell me. Hold what on, a I'm gonna lose react- my train of thought. Hold on, okay? And uh, I'm gonna lose my train of thought. And um, lactic acid. So like while that bread is fermenting, you know, it's excreting uh, uh, lactic acid, right? And that's giving you that tanginess, that like sour. And people like that taste bud. It's it's nice. I love sourdough bread. You know, I like. But the it. Maillard reaction, Johnny. The nice. Maillard reaction is. Like when you take, it's like bread, or if you take a perfect example is a, a steak and you, you sear it, right? And you get that like crust on the outside. And what's happening is like that heat is causing a chemical reaction and making like a, a you know, again, if you Google it, you'll get a better explanation. Right. But it's that like darkening, like a toasted marshmallow on the outside, how it tastes oh. different than the inside of the marshmallow is because that like it's like a uh, it's like it, it, that uh, my my R reaction causes that browning which is uh we translate as flavor. I hope I did okay. that well. So it's what it is what creates the my reaction is basically toasting. Toasting caramelization is okay. a perfect example of the my taking something in with heat and making it yeah, toasting. Yeah, because like okay. caramel, caramel is what you're toasting sugar, right? Essentially, yeah. and it tastes like a thousand times different because you would never be like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a bowl of sugar," and like, "Oh, I'm eating caramel," because like that's such different. Even though it's the, pretty much the exact same thing, right? The fact that toasted sugar and sugar yeah. is the same exact fucking thing, except that you apply heat. Okay, that's right? interesting. I didn't know, but the, the Maillard reaction. How do you spell that? It's like it's like M A L L. It's French. Oh, it's French. Maillard. Maillard. La réaction du meilleur. Yeah, buddy, that sounds good. Keep talking, Johnny. Uh, that's all I got. I mean, I'll I could keep talking, but I have to have so I have to have a few glasses of wine or something. Otherwise, I can't can't. Speak oh, the French, French comes out with a little cab or what? Well, a little cab, maybe even a couple beers. I have a beer. On beer français, c'est pas de problème, non? Yeah. So, what have you been doing out there with your free time, bud? Oh, all kinds of shit. I mean, I've been doing the gardening thing. I've already had one season, so I already harvested everything from the the summer. Oh, that's right. You guys can good. grow all fucking year in California. Yeah, but you know, I, I I know you're gonna say that, and you're gonna be like, "You fucking cow! You guys get to grow all the time." But at the same time, I'm all, I'm honestly jealous of people in your situation because it's like the winter is this natural time to just be, "Hey, man, you can't do anything. Just relax." Fucking relax. Yeah, the grass is greener. You know, the grass is always greener. And I get that. And there is something to be said. It's funny you mention that because I'm I'm currently I was writing about it before we had this conversation. Um there's something to be said about, you know, waiting for something, right? Like yeah. I love mm-hmm. a tomato, like a good tomato so much. Be like and not the ones you get in the supermarket. Because like A, it happens seasonally perfectly. Or you pick it off the uh, but like it it only happens for like two months out of the year. I got to wait yeah. for it. You know, that like that build up. Yeah. It makes you appreciate it, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. And also just that thing where it forces you to kind of, um, I think about like the soil, like the soil over the winter, it's, it's, it's good for the soil to have winter because it allows it to like It'll to break. recompose, break down to kind of like uh, condition itself. But here it's like, I can grow all year round. So I have to force just, myself to condition the soil or take breaks or rotate the rotate my crops. Otherwise, like it's that. just take, 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 take. Yeah, take, take, take. So right now I'm just growing tons and tons of garlic. So that's kind of nice because it's like um, the garlic grows so slow that I basically don't have anything to do outside. I can just like watch it and it's, it's, it's coming up. 
and my no, peas are it. coming up and my, my spinach is doing well, but there's not, I'm not going to have anything until the spring. So I kind of yeah. relax, but I still can't super relax because I have to be, you know, I can be outside and doing stuff, but I, you know, I've been doing that. I've been doing like just a bunch of other dumb crap, like, you know, podcasting and, uh, doing, uh, streaming on Twitch a lot, actually. I was just, that's been really fun. Doing oh that. yeah twitch yeah i love it what is yeah, twitch well i mean it started off as like a video game uh streaming platform but now it's kind of like it's still very much that but now anyone can use it i just tend to like watch i do like kind of shows on there or sometimes i'll just like watch youtube videos and do all kinds of like i don't know it, it's just kind of goofing around it's like doing like a like a live show but but um with uh on the computer here so I do that a couple times a week, and that's that's really fun. But otherwise, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot. There hasn't been hardly anything to do. I mean, it's when you, what do you when mean? Um, what do you mean live show on the computer, like like Zoom, or is it like a screen takeover? No, it's like a thing where I'm like, uh, there's like you know people in the chat room, and they're watching my feed, my stream, and I'm like, you know, I'll like be singing along with my voice pitched up to a a weird video or like doing a character out. It's, it's kind of like, um, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it's basically just like doing a, it's similar to something I would do as a live show, but it's on, it's streaming on Twitch. Like it's, yeah. I, I just, I'm acting like a fucking lunatic and it's kind of psychedelic <laughs> and it's, uh, it's really stupid, but it's really fun because I don't know. I think it's the best platform for that type of thing. Cause it allows you to yeah. interact with people the best. It allows all these things you can do, that I mean, obviously, you can't really make up for live performance. It's kind of like a unique thing that's been around for you know as long as we've been humans. So you can't really replace that. But as far as like the connection that you get from live performing, I feel like Twitch is by far the greatest way to do that because I've done a bunch of live stand-up shows on like Zoom or whatever, and it's just not good. It's like yeah, you don't, you don't get anything. You don't hear anyone laughing. There's no engagement. There's no engagement. Even if there is engagement, it's like people don't know how. But with Twitch, people know how to engage. They understand it because it's like ingrained in the way they use the software. They've been doing this for 10 years now or more. So people get like what to type and when. Like people, It's just like a thing that people make sense. And it's so much fun to, perf- to do stuff on there because, I don't know, I fucking love it. It's one of the few things I've actually found over this entire time that makes me gives me any kind of like juice. Except for, um, you know, playing putterball. Putterball. Well, hey, first of all, that sounds amazing. Maybe I yeah. gotta check out this Twitch. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Twitch was it? Yeah, you know what? People do cooking. You should do a. You should have a Twitch channel. You, if you did cooking on Twitch, dude, people would fucking love it. Really? They would absolutely love it. Yeah, it would be. You could do anything on there. It's super low stakes. The idea is, it's like you're just kind of. Um, you know, it's real casual because people use Twitch like the radio. You know, some people would stream for eight hours. People stream for five hours, and that's normal. So, how does Twitch make money? Um, it all depends. Like, you can subscribe to your channel, and you have to pay a fee, and that allows you to have certain privileges inside the chat and stuff. Oh, there's subscription-based options. Yeah, but you don't have to subscribe to watch anyone unless it can they set it be for fun. Totally. Yeah, if you did a cooking thing where it's like you turn on your thing. You start and people watch. You have your computer monitor set up. You can um, talk to people in the chat. You know, obviously, you can't probably read every message because you're going to have a lot coming in, but you could stand there. You can prep your stuff, you know. And people understand, like, when you're looking away from the screen, you're like, you got to do something for a few minutes. They get it. You don't have to engage. It's not like a constant engagement thing. So, how is it different than like Instagram Live? Because it's just. 10 times better than Instagram. It is like Instagram live, but it's like, imagine if Instagram live was like on a platform that actually was designed for what it's doing. Like Instagram live is like, cool. yeah, it's like <laughs> Instagram's live. Like it's like an added feature, you know, that's like a thing they do just to kind of throw people a bone. But I, but Twitch is, that's their whole thing. That's their thing. And right. If you did that and you can also stream like super high res video, Cool. I mean, I would I would watch a, a Brad Leone in your kitchen. Like, if you just did like, you could do like a three hour stream once Whoa. a week. You could make a thing from start to finish, and while you're like cleaning up, you can answer questions and stuff like that. It would be like a thing where, 
I don't know. I think people would love it because people already do do tons of cooking on there and stuff. So, so there's no reason not to do it. What's the other one? Uh, it sounds now it's starting to sound like um, what's the but other you, one? Patreon. I guess. I mean, everything's kind of the same at some point, but you know, I, I think all those things kind of can feed into each other. But if you post it on Instagram, that you're going to do like if you said like, oh, on Sunday I'm doing a live stream right. on Twitch uh, at noon noon eastern standard time i'm gonna make uh sourdough start to finish come watch and you did that and you had you probably have to have someone help you set it up because it's a little bit complicated to do it right but if you did it'll be gangbusters man very it'll be cool. gangbusters very yeah cool. i could host it for you <laughs> kevin tip uh, kevin tipcorn I mean, honestly, I could actually, yeah, Kevin Tipcorn, I forgot that. I always forget that's my name on everything. It's not Johnny Pemberton, but Kevin Tipcorn. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd do, I'd do host one for you. We, we could probably, I could probably patch you in, actually. Maybe you could figure this out. We should, we should actually talk with this. It would kind of be fun because I could yeah, patch maybe. you in to my stream and I could like, because, you know, cooking takes a lot of, a lot of attention. Like a cooking show, like a cooking show at, at a distance. Right, right. Yeah, that's something there. We'll figure something out. Yeah. We'll get it alive. We'll get it super alive. It'll be good. I made so many failed pickles. That's what I've been up to, too. I made like failed pickles? four batches of, of half sours. Only one of them was edible. Why? They just went cloudy and gross? or Cloudy and kind of got slimy on the outside. I think I didn't use enough salt. I also made yeah. pickled okra, two batches of pickled okra. One was like so fucking salty. It's like, you know. You could throw them in a bunker. And yeah, well, that's on you. Yeah, I know, but I I thought I measured everything right. It's like I, I really I've done it before. Yeah. I thought I uh, You know what I've been doing that maybe help you with the pickles? What are you doing? I'm like in a brine. Um what do you mean like in a brine? Like like in a crock I have like a crock. With a bunch of liquid. Yeah. You're before when you make pickles, right? That's that's what you're doing. What do you and mean? Do going, I make one, like, how do you what do you do dry pickling? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Johnny. Um, no, okay. listen. So like, I've had a couple where if you try to do ferment, because like traditionally pickles are aren't fermented. Are you fermenting them? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I, I like the okay. Real... Yes, perfect, perfect. Yeah. So like traditionally, I don't know, like fermenting a cucumber in a salty liquid. I've always have them. They unless you load it up with tannins, it's always yeah. kind of going to get cloudy and they tend to not be like that, like deli fucking half sour snap. Awesome. Mm -hmm. What I do is I ditch the brine. Um, and I've been like cutting them into chunks, like big, like take a whole cucumber, right. cut them into like thirds. And then I'm okay. salting them in, in, with bay leaves and garlic and spices and I'm uh, like a one and a half percent and I'm so, and then I'm vac sealing them and letting them ferment in there and that wow. they never go, they never get cloudy. It never really gets yellow because it's not exposed to like, any oxygen. Um, and just the liquid t tends to draw shit. I don't know. Like I've been fooling around with pickles in black bags and getting some really awesome, like sour fermented sour pickles. But yeah. they're still pretty crunchy. I like did really one crunchy. batch. I did one batch that was really good. My first batch was great. It tasted amazing. And everyone after that was bad. And I think I know what the problem was. Cause I was growing cucumbers to pickle for one. So that's like, I'm fucking good. You know, I'm growing, I pickle my own cucumbers. I'm pretty proud of that. But what happened was, is I think it was too hot in our house. I think it was too warm. And it was getting that hot garbagey. Yeah, because they kind of smelled like kind of like like Parmesan or something like that. Yeah, it was going too aggressive. Yeah, too loud. That's the thing with fermentation; like there is a sweet spot. If it's too yeah. fast, things like happen too aggressively, and you get a lot of off flavors. Yeah, they, they seem like they were probably edible. They just, you know, it's suck. like I didn't want to eat them. Yeah, yeah, they just sucked. Yeah. Now, when you found that sweet spot and they worked, how long were you fermenting it? I think I was fermenting them. I can't remember. I have my book. My my book is literally holding up my monitor over here. I think I um, the half sours don't take that long, right? It's like maybe a week. And then what? You pop them in the fridge. Uh yeah, but I think the reason my first batch worked because it was the early part of the summer where it's not super hot yet, 
And I, unless we want to run the air conditioning, you know, all day, right. which sucks. I think that's probably what happened because it started getting hotter in the house and the, they just were, that's my guess because I was doing everything right. I even put in a, I had um grape, grape leaves for the tan. Yeah. That's a, a good one. Yeah. In there. Grape leaves. I used that a uh, bunch of bay leaves work really well. Bay leaves, really? Hey, have you um, ever uh, done a bay hit like from a fresh bay leaf? A bay hit? Have you ever had a have you ever had a fresh bay leaf? I got one now. You do? Yeah. Like the the kind you cook with, right? Yeah. Do me a favor right now. Do you have it right right by you? <laughs> well, like a laurel bay leaf. Yeah, fresh bay leaf, like the kind you, you yeah, know, the kind I you cook I got with. it. I got what it. You, you take the fresh bay leaf and you you crumple it. Can up I hallucinate on this, or what do you do? You don't hallucinate. You don't hallucinate. You go like this. You go. You sniff it through your nose. Take a big old sniff of it, and I what's going to happen? Of a fresh bay leaf. It smells like orange sherbet. I crush it and I go. Yeah. And it smells so good. And it, just, it makes your head feel like you just ate a spoonful of horseradish, right? This must be a different. You might want to see a doctor, Johnny. Dude, I'm not kidding. This is my my friend Patrick, who's like this woodland expert. You want me to go he, get one? I, I would love to see you to go get one. Stay yeah. right there. If as long as it's it's fresh, right? It's fresh. It's not like dry, Ooh, Johnny. Dude, I got a fucking knife too. Look at my knife. It's right here. Mine's got my name on it. Oh well, whoop de do. Oh, I got another. Oh, here we go. Yep, I'm a. I got a fresh bay leaf there, Johnny Bobani. All right. I remember I told you I grow them, Johnny. I know. I heard that. Because I love them. And I think it's one of my favorite ingredients. Uh, and it's such an underrated plant. Um, and I can tell you why all about it later. But it's fresh bay leaf. What do you got there, okay. Bob Kershaw? Oh, this is a. This is a. Um, oh, this here? A Daniel Fairley knife. Custom made. Oh. Not for me oh, necessarily. Shit. Fancy. But, oh, yeah. I found this in the garage. I thought I lost it. I got a big forehead. Yeah, it's fucking huge. You should get that shaved down. <laughs> Check mine out. So mine, Ooh. I did a little thing uh, with this company, Civilware. Wow. Jeff Jeff Raleigh, you know, California. Well, he's uh, by, I think he's from Liverpool originally, but uh, California skateboarder Jeff Raleigh, Tony Tony Hawk pro skater. Okay, I mean, anyway, I don't know. he's got a he's got a company. Uh, they do a lot of like um, uh, outdoor kind of hunting uh, stuff, pocket knives and hunting knives, and uh, I teamed up with Huckberry. Uh, and we made a little Bradley Young. Look, it's got a clove of it's got a bulb of garlic on it in my name. Oh, dude, that's awesome! That's a great yeah. little knife. Is it locked? Yeah, locked? it's pretty small. It's a nice small one for like cutting good down folder. a bay leaf. Exactly, good folder. You keep it in your pocket, little clip. Yeah, you know, and it's a workhorse. You know, anyway, great knife. Okay, so that's a fresh so bay. So right leaf, here, huh? I got my yeah, fresh bay. So I think if you if you bruise it and get the oils extruded and you really you really Does it smell matter it, which side? I don't think it matters. No, you just want to take I'm gonna a go big old inhaling it. I'm gonna crush it up nice. Yeah, crush it up nice and then keep I'm it inside it. your hands like a little. Now, now smell it through your nose. Take a deep smell of it. This might hit you hard. If it's this is it might be a different type of bay leaf. Must be different because I just smell like nutmeggy orange sherbet, delightful, yeah, it's that wonderful, like this super unique smell that only comes from a bay leaf. Oh, I guess I get like a little euphoria, kind of like. But do you feel like like electricity, like in your sinuses, way up here on the top of your head? Maybe, dude. I don't know. I'm a little high. Maybe. Ah, uh, maybe try another hit. But Cause the I ones that we've hit, done, the ones I'm I gonna get like, like ten of them. If you, I did it a bunch of times in uh, Northern California, and my friend where he where he had, works on this uh, like this outpost, like this place in the woods, and we would pick them. He showed me this at the campfire. This is about two years ago on July fourth. He's like his ultimate hangover cure. As he just takes this bay leaf and you sniff it, and if you take like a bait, this particular bay leaf, it must be different than the culinary it must bay be a leaf. Different type. But man, it fucking feels like I swear to God, like you just took like a spoonful of horseradish. Like your entire sinuses here just feel like it kind of hurts, but it feels cool. It's like electricity. Damn, I wish that happened. Your whole skull is like cold. You're like, ah, oh, 
Come something. on. Just shut the fuck up. I, dude, I swear Johnny, to you gotta fucking mail me God. Some. Mail me some. Okay, well, I have to find them. Or they got to be right off the tree? Um, I don't think they do because they probably they probably stay fresh for a pretty long time. And it's the oils that do that. And I, I think it's... I guess I have a little bit of a tingle in my nose, but nothing like that, a, bro. I wish, I wish that shit happened. It's got to be a different variety of bay because... Yeah, there's a couple different varieties. This stuff, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. It's 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 crazy because it's just it's really intense for about thirty seconds of just intense. It's also kind of delays a bit too. Like you sniff it, you're like nothing's happened. All of a sudden, whoa! It's crazy. It's not exactly like a drug experience. It's more like, you know, it's kind of like um, sticking your head in a bucket of ice water. <laughs> it's like a, it feels like that. And after it's done, yeah, I'm in all that shit, dude. Your sinuses are totally clear. It's crazy. They're just like. Yeah, I think. You hey, you like it. saunas? I like saunas. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the steam room. Is that the same thing? No. Okay. Well, I prefer. I like the steam room, and then I like the cold. For me, the cold plunge is where it's at. I'm all about the cold plunge. Like in combination, or just like straight like cold plunge. The best. The best situation is to have a steam room and then hot a cold, cold plunge. Hot cold. Yeah. But yeah. I'll take I'll take just a cold plunge if I have to pick. Just a See, I prefer the sauna. You get yourself a nice wood-fired sauna, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's got a little, it's got a little tiny wood burner in it, and it's, it's got, got a radiator in there. It's got a goddamn radiator, <laughs> and, it's, and it's got a pile of these stones on it, right? Yeah. And it sits in this like steel little, um, little dish, and um, you get it real hot in there. It's a dry heat, you know. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You get in there, and it's fucking good. You're in there, you're sweating. You take your underwear off. You do whatever you want to do. And it's nice, right? And then you take, you get some nice water and you put it over the hot rock. And then all of a sudden it gets real steamy everywhere. You get your little eucalyptus fucking oil. You get your bay leaves. You start huffing bay leaves. You start whipping yourself and shit. Johnny. When's the last time you did that? Man. Uh, To that extreme, never. But uh, the last time I was in a nice sauna, a wood-fired sauna, was a few weeks ago, actually. It was awesome. Nice. Where was that? In upstate New York. It was at this little Airbnb that, uh, that I got. And it, had this, it was on this river. I did a little fishing. And uh, I went in this sauna. And I, I, I rekindled my love. Uh, and if I ever own a home, hopefully one day, uh, it's one of the first things I'm going to invest in is a nice little wood-fired sauna. Did you go with the fam or did you do a solo solo spirit journey? Yeah, when me me I brought my lovely my lovely wife and my two little uh my two little lovely children. Nice. They don't get in the sauna, do they? The kids? Um well um no. Well I don't know, is it legal? <laughs> no, it's not for me to decide. I don't know. No, no. Is. So so my uh, you know, funnily, no, I mean I don't I think it would be very dangerous to put a young child yeah, in, that's in a sauna. My 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 kids are uh, in May they'll be five and three. Yeah, it's t- not sauna age. No. Uh my youngest, he wanted nothing to do with it. He go uh, we uh, just say I said, Hey, you wanna come in the sauna? Just like, you know, jokingly. And he could no, no, too hot, too hot, too hot, daddy. He had nothing to do with it. My oldest, he was actually like for like before it got real, real, real stupid hot. He sat in there with me for like for a few, you know, for a few minutes, and he really enjoyed it, man. It was like it like calmed him down. He like really got it, and like every time I was like, I'm going in the sauna. He's like, Daddy, I want to come with you. And like when we went, I like we actively drank like liters of water a piece, nice. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And uh, cause you, you, you'd have, you have to, especially that little guy. Um, but man, like if there's something wrong with that, someone let me know because it seemed real, real right. You know, like the best. any child younger than Griffin and my, my youngest kid, he's big, so, you know, like he's a big five-year-old, um, not like heavy, just like he's tall and he's just, yeah. big, you know, um, you know, if you had a little a little kid or were, was dehydrated or your kid didn't like drinking water or some shit, like, yeah, definitely don't put them in there. Hey, everybody. Hey, listening right now, uh, Brad Leone is, recommends that you do not bring a dehydrated child into... No, do not listen to Johnny. Into, no one's listening to this. <laughs> do not bring a dehydrated child into a sauna. Do, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm a big fan of the hot spring myself. 
Oh, love it. That's man. to me. I think about that is probably the the pinnacle. Hot spring in the morning with a cup of coffee, like a natural primitive hot spring out in the Sierra, or hot spring <laughs> around like 11 p.m. with a nice Ooh. cold beer. Ooh, that'll put yeah. you me out right to bed, huh? Oh God, yeah. You wake, oh, wake up, your skin will be real soft. Well, yeah, or you wake it up, yeah. You that sulfur makes your skin real soft. Yeah, some of them really have a lot of sulfur. There's one of them that made my skin kind of fucked up my skin because it was so much. It was like it dried me out, you know. But most of them oh. I've been into are pretty. There's a bunch of them out here in California. Like if you go up to 395, yeah, oh hell yeah. Are you? I love are you it, gonna, man. You plan to come out to California at any point? Uh, to do another It's Alive? Uh, I don't know about It's Alive. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of plans before COVID and shit. Yeah. Um, it's always on the... It's, uh, I'll probably make it out. Are you still out in LA area? Yeah, still in Los Angeles, yeah. Um, I'll probably make it out there. Uh, I, I, uh, not too long ago, I was fortunate to get out to... Um, you know, we flew into San Francisco and then went out by like uh, the Bolinas area. What is that? I don't Bolinas. think I know that. Bel- it's a little town on the coast there. Don't worry about it. People probably get pissed and talking about it. Um, and then we went over to like uh, um, Tamales Bay. Okay. Anyway, and I did some fishing up there and some cooking on the beach with some with some friends from Huckberry. Mm. And uh, that was awesome, man. I love it. I love it out there, man. Pacific Northwest yeah, is just. It's pretty great. They have it made up there. That's where the bay leaves are, baby. Up, up there. Oh, yeah. They got That's the bay. That's hot, huh? That's where the Damn. bay is hot and ready to rip. That's that good Just, tingly. <gasps> you get some of that nice homegrown weed, too. Damn, you mix it. I don't know. You could. I haven't done the it. Kids but are I, I, the kids Not are mixing smoking, it? The kids are mixing it. But, like, you know, you take a big hit, and then you fucking take a big bay hoof, and then you exhale while your brain's fucking all, all peppery and shit. That sounds you take a fun. Take a bay hit. Take a big old bong rip, and then you take a nice take a shot of gra- tequila, a shot of mezcal, take a, take a shot of of triple hop brewed IPA, triple triple IPA. I'm not really on the beer anymore, Johnny. Really? What do you mean? Not at all. What are you drinking? Beer? Right now? Yeah. This is a Lacroix, a peach pear Lacroix. Oh, all right. Um. No, I'm just funny. Coffee. You know, you picked up a can. Okay. Um, anyway, no, yeah, I'm not really drinking too much beer anymore. You know, it was I, I was drinking too many IPAs, and and I also like the yeah. uh, real a real fine pilsner and stuff. And you know, it was making me kind of fat, and it was also kind of just like upsetting my stomach. Yeah. So, what are you doing now? Just uh, Pacifico. Uh, that's still beer. Uh, but no, I like, so like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really drinking too too much beer, man. I just drink a little wine. I don't really drink, and then I do um, I do I drink a little mezcal, a little like real nice tequilas and stuff. Yeah, the that's supposed to be good for your gut, evidently. Is the is the tequila because the type of sugar, evidently, because it's not. Oh like really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Someone told me that one time, and it sounded like a great excuse to drink tequila. Uh, well, I believe it because I feel better all around, and I lost like thirty five pounds. Wow, I was gonna say you look like. You know, I haven't seen oh, you, you so know long. Johnny? Well, I thought it could have just been because you shaved, but you lost a bunch of weight, right, huh? Right, right, right. So is that yeah, because yeah. of is that well, pandemic was from, Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think it is a, a a mixture of you know dietary changes. I snack less at night. Um, I always eat really healthy. I've always eaten really healthy, but mm-hmm. snack less at night and like. Really just cutting out the fat boy juice, man. You know, you drink a couple of double IPAs at night. I mean, oh, I, might well dude. Be, I might as well be drinking Coca-Cola. You might as well be having like a couple slices of cake and then taking a nap for real. I, exactly. So many just, calories. Just fat, just fat boy juice. So yeah. I nip that shit and uh, yeah, I'm feeling great now, man. Yeah, I'm, feeling, I'm doing the same thing. I'm, <clears throat> I'm only drinking on the weekends now. Oh, nice. So I, I might break that to maybe to, de- to decorate the tree tonight. I might have to have a little bit of a, a little bourbon Dude. and eggnog. Definitely. All right. Fuck that. Start drinking tonight. All right. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Go, Johnny, go ahead and get yourself good and hammered tonight. All right. Set up that Christmas tree. All right. Oh, yeah. Give your wife a kiss. 
You have yourself a little eggnog with bourbon. You fucking earned it, Johnny. Mix it up good. I made up a home bar now. I have a home bar. That's not. You know you made it when you got a fucking home bar. I've been making so many goddamn mixed drinks. I've stopped doing it though now because we can't really have any people over for at least for a while. But what's uh, wrong with drinking alone, Johnny? I don't know. You ask uh, ask someone else that question. <laughs> I would say there's nothing really wrong kidding. with it, but I'm just yeah. kidding. I I like to make the drinks. You know, what I realize is I'm not much of a liquor guy. I have trouble drinking liquor. Will it hit you hard? Just makes you feel like shit, or? Yeah, everything. I'd rather just have, you know, have a have a couple beers and uh, maybe have some good Ooh, you're some breaking good up, buddy. Wine. I don't know if it's me or if it's you. Yeah, we're both kind of breaking I love, up. I love a good wine, yeah. 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 I also like to do a little white wine on some ice in the daytime during the weekend. Ooh. A little gardener's Big gator, fan of that. call it. All right. All right, well, then I'm going to turn you on to something that a, a, a good friend of mine... Uh, and a drink that they that they that they uh, consume down in Texas uh, is okay. called ranch water, and you, you take some of that. Uh, you take seltzer or you know that Mexican uh, topo chico, I believe it's pronounced. Um, right. And you add a little bit of mezcal. You drink a little bit out of it, and then you add a little bit of mezcal or tequila, and then the juice of one or a half or one or two limes, and you give it a little turn to stir. It is the best drink. What's it called? A ranch water. Oh my god, it sounds really good. That's my kind of thing. It's like a little spritzy margarita. Yeah. It's 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 my favorite drink. Damn, because I've been making a thing I call the a ginger light. It's where I take right. uh, it's called the Johnny's Ginger <laughs> Light. I take one of these LaCroix, I like it. but I take a ginger flavored LaCroix, which actually you can't get LaCroix, like the three sixty five or I think it's called it's some other brand, right? You get a ginger flavored soda, so it's not no sugar, right? It's just the yeah. uh, seltzer, ginger flavored seltzer. seltzer. You take that. You got your ice. You add um, maybe Ooh. like uh, maybe two ounces of tequila. Put that in there. Then you fill up. Then you put about maybe an ounce of lime juice, maybe a full lime squeezed. Then you add the ginger ginger seltzer, and that's it. You got ginger, lime, tequila. Very very light. But what you're saying yeah. is even lighter. Oh, it sounds good. And you know what? It's nice about that mezcal and tequila, and you might want to fact check this, but I believe it's like one of the only alcohol distilled spirits that isn't a depressant, but it's a stimulant. So you get a little peppy from it, too. Ooh, interesting. It sounds like a, some good information from the fine people <laughs> at who brew tequila. I'm down you're cool with that. I'm glad you have a pocket knife like next to you, too. But I've been sitting on my desk at all times, ever since I found it again. I have too many yeah. knives, though. I have way too many fucking knives. I have a you and me both, Johnny. Yeah. Chef knives, I have so many, and then pocket knives. I mean, it's a little bit of a collection. Before we adjourn here, about yes, that chef knife go. of yours, hasn't that chef knife? Is that still is that available at all anymore? Though the Brad Leone special knife, big time, and it's the best sixty nine. It's the best sixty nine ninety nine. I think. I mean, for for the money, I think it's one of the best knives ever, man. It's um, not a very expensive a knife. I got to get you one. I got to get you one. Dude, I would love one. I remember the first one of the first times I saw one of your videos, I was like, that fucking knife, baby. You're like, damn, yeah. No, it is. It's like what's awesome about it is that like, it's really a multi-tool. Um, yeah. It's got that big fat blade where you can you could chop up an onion and then like literally Serve pick it up. the whole thing up. Yeah. Uh, and love it's it. good steel. And, you know, Lamson, uh, depending on who you ask, is one of the first, you know, knife big knife manufacturers in the United States. and. And they make them here and shit. So you know, it, it's a good knife, man. And we took the old model, and we, uh, you know, I were I went when I was out in uh, Los Angeles. I actually Ooh. met with the guy who, um, one of the head guys from the company who lives out in San Diego, and he drove up and met me. Lovely man by the name of Les. Uh, love him. And uh, and we redesigned the handle and a couple little tweaks on the blade. You know, soften up a couple of the edges on the on the yeah. spine and like and where you choke up on the heel there. Um and you know we ditched one of the pins uh in the handle from 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 three brass to two, just little subtleties. We put my little signature on there and it's it's neat man. You know, people have been buying them up and enjoying them and using them and we're gonna keep on selling them. So uh it, it's it's a blast. I'll get you one. I love that. I would love it. Thanks for talking to me today. This was really fun. 
Oh, Johnny, it was a blast. Anytime, man. And uh, and thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me. You know what's really cool is I got to see over the course of us talking, it's gotten dark where you are, and I can see I'm that not, little yeah. salt lamp start to glow now as the sun's down. Pretty cool. Yeah, I've no again about twenty minutes ago, like over here, the sun was just like kissing yeah. real nice. It was it was a nice show. It was a really nice trip. What? And I hope the viewers and listeners really get to enjoy it well. They're well. gonna they're gonna love it. Brad Leon, <laughs> thank you so much, man. Thank you, Johnny. We'll chat soon, bud.